I think I worry at this point um, that the pandemic is going to create challenges for both women and men in the future because we spent a year not developing relationships like we should. Um, right. And I think relationships are everything. I think the generation maybe behind me is actually in a little better position, um, not just because of the path that have been trailblazed by those before them, but because I think this next generation, women and men, are looking at work-life balance differently. And I think because of that, it's going to put women on a more even playing field, which will provide them with a win that they might not have had before. Welcome to CPA Risk Chat. Each episode highlights our guests' area of expertise as they share personal stories and industry experiences to help inspire and motivate CPAs and offer up-to-date knowledge you can put into practice today. We're recording this show in March 2021 in honor of Women's History Month. This month, our spotlight is on the first woman to sit on the board of Reuben Brown in 60 years and the first woman chair of the AICPA's Professional and Personal Liability Insurance Programs Committee, Felicia Malter, CPA, CGMA. Felicia is partner in charge of Reuben Brown's Assurance Services Group, responsible for the firm's audit and consulting services to the professional services manufacturing and distribution industries. Our interview today is conducted by Amy Massaro, Vice President and Risk Advisor for the AICPA Member Insurance Programs. Now, here's our spotlight on Felicia Malter. First and foremost, when did you know that you wanted to be a CPA? So I am. Um, I knew really early on I wanted to be a CPA and um, one of those crazy people that never changed my degree. I probably knew in high school, maybe even a little earlier, and I stuck to that path throughout. So why do you think you gravitated towards the profession at such a young age? That's an easy one. So I grew up watching my dad, who was a CPA, work on his 10 key. And I remember thinking how fast he was. And I wanted to be able to do that at all as well. And so after we got our first PC at home, um, probably in middle school or high school, I began helping my dad on Lotus 123. People remember that program, inputting data into spreadsheets. And at this point, he was a CFO of a small department store chain. And Numbers just always made sense to me. And I took my first accounting class in high school. Um, I went on to college uh, knowing I was gonna get an accounting degree and never never wavered from that. Um, what I didn't know that it was that I would have a career in public accounting and I, I never planned on that. My dad started his career um, at Cooper's and Library and I never even considered public accounting. I did an internship at a public company in Columbus, Indiana. And I worked with some really great people and they all encouraged me to do my two years in public accounting. And, and back then, um, and then come back to industry. And back then you couldn't really go back to public accounting after being in industry. It was kind of a, a path where you started in the big four and then if you wanted to move down to regional or small, you couldn't really move up. And if you were in industry, you couldn't go backwards. So you, you, if you wanted to try it, you had to try it at first. So I, so I did, I started with the big four and um, I had even applied at Reuben Brown or RBG as it was called at the time, the firm that I've been with for the last 17 years. I didn't, don't think I even got an interview. So I joined the big four and um, my career has been much different than I would have ever imagined. I've, I've been in um, the industry now for 27 years and um, I didn't even really know what auditing was when I started interviewing, but obviously I love it because here I am all these years later. Especially after 27 years, that's great. What do you think you would consider your biggest success in your career? Um, so, so I think my biggest personal success um, was two years ago, I was nominated by my fellow um, partners to the board at Reuben Brown. Um, I'm the first woman in over 60 years to sit on our board. And 
I've had lots of firsts, you know, or near firsts, you know, um, I'm the first woman on um, chair of the PLIP committee, which I didn't even realize at the time. Um, I've chaired various volunteer boards and might not have been the first woman, but probably the second or third only in long histories. Um, I lead our assurance practice, um, which has over 200 people. And, and that was the first woman to lead our, one of our service lines. But there was something about sitting around that board table that really struck me. Um, and so that, that was a very powerful thing for me. Wow, very inspirational. Felicia, you've had a lot of success, but what do you think might have been your toughest challenge? That's a good question. I've had lots of challenges. <laughs> um, but I think one of my toughest challenges has been trying to figure out how to balance a little gentle and maybe sometimes not so gentle persuasion with men in various areas of my life um, to understand that sometimes women just look at things differently. Um, we process differently, we analyze differently. Um, and while there, we, you know, men and women have different views, both views need to be taken into consideration. Um, so I have, you know, I think that that is something that we continue to work through and make people understand. Well, you beat me to it. I was planning to ask you about being the first female to serve as chairperson of the AICPA Professional and Personal Liability Insurance Programs Committee. How has that experience been for you? Yeah, it's funny. Um, maybe early on, uh, Anne mentioned to me that I was the first woman, but I don't even really remember that. I don't think about it a lot. I, I, I see myself as someone who goes out and does things, so I don't really often think about first. Um, you know, we, I am a woman who is working in a male-dominated industry um, still, although it's getting more and more. 50% um, of our younger, we'll talk about that, um, younger staff are, are women, but um, I, I'm used to, so I'm sort of used to working with a lot of men and I think I do it well. Um, I sometimes think I surprise them and that's okay. If you do it right, if you do it respectfully, <laughs> that's okay. all right. Um, the CLIP committee has been a fabulous learning experience for me, both, you know, learning more about insurance, talking about risk, but most importantly, I just love learning from my fellow CPAs, those that serve on the committee with me, meeting all the people that I've met and um, it's been a fabulous experience. Oh, that's great. I'm really happy to hear that. So you mentioned it, and I was going to ask you, women are 50% of all full-time staff at CPA firms, but make up only 27% of partners and principals. Maybe you have some thoughts on that. Sure, sure. I think it's extremely unfortunate, and I'd love to know what those numbers were about 10 years ago. And, yeah. and I know that I'd be excited to report what those numbers are 10 years from now, because I think they'll increase yet again. Um, I'd also be interested, we, we throw those numbers out, you know, I think more and more women are making partner now. So what is the, the group of young women partners as a percentage with males versus the overall population as a lot of these baby boomers are, are retiring? I'm a numbers person, so I like to look at things that way. But, but overall, I think we need to, I still think we need to move the needle. For sure, we need to move the needle. But I'm also a big believer that we need to move the needle on a lot of things. Um, many women don't feel like they can balance being moms and partners, and that is extremely unfortunate. Um, firms need to work with the high performers to figure out a way to make sure that women can believe they can do it all, and they can. Um, a mix of formal and informal programs to help personal sponsors can help increase this percentage. And while I think it's great um, for women to be focused on making it to the top, I want each woman should also be thinking about who they could bring along with them to even make that a stronger kind of um, environment and a stronger group of women. I like how you said that because you're right. Interestingly enough, the percentage of women on management committees is growing 33% in 2019 compared to 19 in 2014. 
So there's evidence of a forward progression. I think you touched on it a little bit. What do you think is being done well or should continue to be done to see that numbers continue to increase? Sure. Um, it is it is clear that this number has moved. We all hear about it, we read about it, and it's going to continue to move forward. And it's all because of awareness. It's because of all the um, all the things that we read. We need to keep that awareness strong. Everyone needs to look yes. inward at your committees and say, is my committee representative of the group that I'm representing? Um, what can we do to improve this group, bring in new ideas and thoughts and this is often done by bringing in people with different backgrounds, both current experiences, past life experiences. And I think like the number of women partners, this is going to just continue to grow. There's so many amazing women out there that can fill these roles and have a voice and um, lend great ideas to these committees. Absolutely. In 2018, there was a study that found nearly 80% of women and 67% of men reported work-life balance as a number one issue. What tips or advice could you share for CPAs struggling with their work-life balance? Wow, I'm surprised that both those numbers are, are, aren't 100% of people you know, who are um, consider work-life balance you know, more important. Um, and I'm only half joking about that. Work-life balance is everything. Um, I know a lot of people don't like the term balance. They prefer the term integration. Sometimes I think balance is more important than other times integration. Um, we're all working at our best when we have balance in all areas of our life. Um, and I'm a big supporter that work-life balance doesn't just mean those people with kids, too. It can be anything that's important to you. I think there are a lot of keys to the success of work-life balance, and depending on your situation, they might differ. So it could be a supportive spouse or significant other that makes all the difference. Um, it could be embracing flexibility, um, more so that there are times that you're going to have to ramp things up and times that you'll be able to throttle back, but you have to be um, comfortable, that you, you have to be flexible, and sometimes things are planned, and other times you'll need to adjust on the fly. Knowing that everything isn't going to go perfect and that's okay will make you feel better. Um, and trust me, not everything always goes perfectly. Again, you learn to adjust and learn over time, setting boundaries, being true to whatever it is that drives your life so that you can be better at work. That's great advice. So Felicia, with that being said, and in honor of Women's History Month, do you have any advice for the females that want to enter this profession and become CPAs? I sure do. Um, be you. Be strong. Um, don't be afraid to walk into a room full of men. You belong there. Um, it's a great time to be a woman in the profession, no doubt about it. Um, as we've talked about, organizations are looking for women to join their boards. Women are breaking barriers every single day. Um, we can all be an agent of change. Take every opportunity that we're given, even if you don't feel you're ready. I know there are um, a lot of statistics out there that say men will take chances more often than women. We want to hit every box and make sure we're 100% there. Take a risk. Don't be afraid. <laughs> To take that calculated risk. Don't be afraid to ask questions or take on a leadership in areas that are interesting and important to you. Be flexible and step outside your comfort zone and you'll do great things. I like how you said that. Take a risk. Just having that confidence to take a risk. It's really good advice. Any tips on groups to join or events to attend for a woman considering the accounting profession? Um, I think there are a lot of women affinity groups out there that are great to join because you can learn what's worked for others. Um, that have had similar paths in their career and maybe home life, share some tips, learn. I don't, I don't think men do that as much and I don't know why they don't. Um, but I, as it relates to events to attend, um, I would attend any event you're invited to. Again, put yourself out there. Nothing should be off limits. Um, know there'll come a time when you're the only woman at the table or in the room or one of a small minority, it's happened to us all. 
but be proud and, and make it your mission to help another woman get to that table or in that room with you, bring somebody along um, and, and it'll continue to grow. Yep. Very well said. Bring someone along with you. Right. That's great advice. What do you believe will be the biggest challenge for the generation of women that are behind you? I think my answer would have been different a year ago. <laughs> I think I worry at this point um, that the pandemic is going to create challenges for both women and men in the future because we spent a year not develop, developing relationships like we should. Um, and I think relationships are everything. I think the generation maybe behind me is actually in a little better position, um, not just because of the paths that have been trailblazed by those before them, but because I think this next generation, women and men, are looking at work-life balance differently. And I think because of that, it's going to put women on a more even playing field, which will provide them with a win that they might not have had before. In closing, is there anything you wanted to add that we didn't cover? I don't think so. I just thank the um, AICPA for all the opportunities that it provides to women, um, whether it's the conferences, whether it's sitting on committees, um, whether it's the mentoring they can get from other women. And I think that that's a great benefit um, to all of us. And not if you're young and you're taking advantage one way, if you've been in your career and you can provide mentoring um, at that point, I think that we can all make this, you know, make sure there are more women sitting on committees, more women in the profession, more women partners, and that'll be great. That's great. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Felicia, and all the great information and knowledge that you shared and for being so inspiring. I think this year has been a struggle for many people for different reasons, but trying to find that work-life balance and being successful as you are should really be praised. So well done, Felicia. Well, thank you. Thanks for listening. The CPA Risk Chat is a production of AICPA member insurance programs, a trusted advocate for CPAs, providing exclusive access to superior risk solutions that safeguard your livelihood and protect your lifestyle. Visit cpai.com for more information. Subscribe to this podcast to be notified of future episodes. See you next time.